Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mrs. G's Storytime. We are reading the book In My Father's House by Corey Tenboom with permission of Light Trails Publishing and the Tenboom Foundation. And we are on Chapter 17, Opposition. Opposition to our lives, which are yielded to Jesus Christ, takes many forms, some dramatic, some subtle. Satan is a clever angel of light, 2 Corinthians 11:14. But sometimes he chooses supernatural ways to frighten us into inactivity. During a time at camp with the girls, I was singing outside of a cabin after lights out. The song had the words, Don't be afraid of whatever is coming. Your Heavenly Father takes care of you. Suddenly I heard horrible noises around me, and it seemed as if among the trees some sort of beings were trying to make me stop. The noises grew and subsided, sending shivers through my body with their weird tones. While I sang, I pleaded with the Lord, Cover me and protect me with your blood. Lord Jesus, give me the strength to go singing and speak through me to reach all these girls. The noises remained and got louder and more ugly, but I didn't stop. I knew that I stood on the front line of battle, but through Jesus, it was victory ground, not defeat or retreat. As soon as I had finished the song, the noises stopped, just as abruptly as they began. I went to bed and thanked the Lord for the victory. The next morning, I asked the girls if they had heard anything unusual the previous night. They answered that they had never heard me sing so beautifully. Nobody heard anything else. He never fails. Many of the girls in the clubs stand out in my memory. Peggy, for instance, was a member of the gym club who is not able to pay her dues, although it was only two cents. Unfortunately, we found that she stole from the club money, which was kept in a small box on the windowsill in the clubhouse. I was concerned about Peggy, so I marked a quarter and left it on the windowsill. When it disappeared, I called Peggy aside and asked to see her handbag. There was the marked quarter. Peggy had accepted the Lord as her Savior, but she was still bound to the past and background, a family of so-called down-and-outers. I told her, Peggy, a child of God, is tempted, but the difference from those who are not Christians is that God gives, with the temptation, a way of escape. He says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. 1 John 1, nine. Peggy understood and right then confessed what she had done. From that time on, we elected her treasurer of our club, and there was never a cent lost. Peggy really meant business when she gave her yes to Jesus. She trusted him, and I did too. That's why I could trust her. She never failed because Jesus never failed. The only comfort. Peach was a hunchback, one of our best-liked club girls. Although it was a long time ago, I remember her reactions to the Bible stories. One day we were discussing Exodus 20, verse 5, where God speaks to the Jewish people about the sins of the fathers continuing upon the children, grandchildren, and the great-grandchildren. Peach began to cry, and when I noticed her, I took her into another room to talk about her troubles. Peach's face was very dark as she said, I am a hunchback, and that was the punishment of my father who's been an alcoholic. But Peach, did you hear the following verse? And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. When your father begins to love God, he will experience his mercy. You love the Lord, and although you are a hunchback, you are a happy girl, because you experience the mercy and peace in your heart, because Jesus lives in you. When Peach was in a Bible study group, we read Romans 8, verse 34, and I asked, Who is our judge? They answered, Jesus. I said, Who is our advocate? And the answer came from Peach, Jesus. Then she almost shouted, 
What a joy. Judge and advocate is the same. Jesus prays for us so that there is nothing to fear. One day they sent for me to come quickly because Peach was in a large ward of a hospital, and they told me she was dying. I knew she had accepted Jesus as her Savior. As I stood beside her bed, I said, It's such a comfort to know Jesus is our judge, also our advocate. How he loves you. At that moment, I saw the transformation from her face from pain to peace. Peach, can you hear me, I asked. She didn't open her eyes. I couldn't reach her anymore. I prayed with her, laying my hand on her feverish head and asking the good shepherd to take his little lamb in his arms and carry her straight through the valley of the shadow of death into the house of the Father with many mansions. Well, I said, Amen. Peach opened her eyes for the last time and smiled. Peach was still very fresh in my mind and heart when I met the next day with the leaders and the board members of the YMCA. We talked about club experiences, and then one lady said, I don't like the method of your clubs in Harlem. All that preaching you do, I don't think it's right. I believe in Christian surroundings and bringing girls into Christian atmosphere. That will attract far more girls than just Bible talks will. I preach by my behavior rather than what I say. My answer was Romans 10 verse 14 says, How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? I'm glad we told Peach about our judge and advocate Jesus in the time that we could still reach her. In the 25 years that we did club work, there were at least 40 girls who died. Accidents, illnesses, even a murder were the causes. When I stood at the deathbed of a club girl, I was so thankful I had redeemed the time when she was still able to listen to the gospel. Illness, pain, even drugs during the last part of a person's life may make it impossible for them to hear. When Peach died, I was a speaker at her burial. Father had conducted so many burial services for his colleagues that he was able to help me in so many ways. His straightforward testimony was not always appreciated. But when death entered a family... Father was a welcome comforter. When someone dies, people are comforted with eternity, and there is the right opportunity to speak about the security of eternal life that only Jesus can give. Father gave me some practical advice for those sad occasions. When your time comes to speak, Corey, don't hesitate. Many people are moved and nervous. So look for a place where everyone can hear and see you. Step forward without hesitation. Relatives and friends who are left behind must be challenged to repent of their sins and receive Jesus as their Savior. Yes, opposition comes in strange places and through unusual vehicles. Supernatural sounds from the darkness of a forest and even supernatural attitudes from the self-righteous. Doubt. Opposition also comes from within. Has there been doubt in my heart? Has there been dryness in my prayer life? Yes, indeed, there has been. There was a time when I needed a major operation, and for some strange reason, I persuaded the surgeon not to give me a general anesthetic, only a local. I didn't realize that this could be such a severe shock to my system. I didn't suffer pain during the operation, but I did have a great deal of tension. For several months afterwards, I needed some painful treatments. In that time, my mind and spirit were very low. I couldn't pray. The Bible was uninteresting. Church was dull. I remember that my prayers were very short. And most of the time I muttered, Lord, I can't reach you. I can't pray. Lord, I know that you can reach me. Keep me in your care and help me to be able to pray again soon. The outward quarry was the same. I did the church work as I had always done. I worked in the shop, met customers, carried on all the activities of our busy lives. 
I don't know if anyone saw what a dark valley I was going through, for I held it inside. I didn't talk over my problems with my family and friends. After all, I thought, they have worries enough. Now I know how stupid that was. That girl, Cooley, came to me and asked me if she could tell me her troubles. She was a bright girl from a good, hard-working family, and I liked her very much. Tainty Keys, she said to me with her head down, Can you help me? For weeks I've been unable to pray. Do you think I'm lost? Do you think I'm no longer a child of God? Coley, you're a child of God, and you're not lost. Now sit down, and I'll tell you something about myself. I know exactly how you feel, because I'm going through the same problem as you. For several weeks I haven't been able to pray. And even though the time has been dark, I know that Jesus is with me and he can reach me. Let's see if there's something in the Bible that can help both of us. We read Romans 8.26. The Spirit also helped our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. Coley and I both realize that the Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems and in our prayer problems. When we are totally inadequate, The Spirit is interceding with God the Father for us. The burden of guilt was taken from Coley and me, and together we thank the Lord that he had forgiven us and restored our communication with him. Harlem Girls Clubs The HMC, Harlem Girls Club, had performed once each year in the concert hall when each club demonstrated some of its skills and abilities. We opened the program with all of the 250 to 300 girls marching onto the platform. They sang a song, and I gave a five-minute talk to the people in the auditorium. The mixed club, which had passed the year's trial without any serious mishaps, provided the orchestra for the musical part of our entertainment. The first time this group had to play before all those friends and relatives, about a thousand of them, they were frozen with stage fright. I walked over, picked up a violin, and acted as if I were a real virtuoso. But making sure that no one in the audience saw that the bow was turned upside down and not touching the strings... As I played the violin, the boys gained confidence and began to perform. The ones who were playing with wind instruments probably had trouble stifling their laughter in order to make music. Tears and laughter, opposition and support. The clubs taught these young men and women preparation for life. When the war started, we had to close the HMC clubs. I will never forget the evening we were together for the last time. We saluted our flag with tears running down our cheeks and then folded it carefully and hid it in the secret closet of the clubhouse. As we sang the national anthem for the last time together, the girls had a very difficult time. Girls, we mustn't cry, I said. We had great fun in the clubs, but it wasn't just for a good time that we have come together. We have learned the important facts of what makes us strong, even in the times of disaster. The Lord Jesus gives us security, even in the insecurity of wartime. I looked at those girls and wondered, Would they draw on the Lord's strength in the days and years to come? What was in store for them in this world of ours, which is filled with hatred and cruelty? I was so grateful that the time in our club had not been wasted in just building good citizens, but that we had the opportunity to learn the vital message of Jesus' victory, which would give strength for the suffering which awaited many of us. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. Next week will be chapter 18, He Took My Hand. I love you, I'm praying for you, and bye-bye for now.